This episode of Mad About Movies is brought to you by the new movie Pixie. New today on digital and on demand. Olivia Cook, Cole Meany, and Alec Baldwin star in the off-the-walls comedic action thriller Pixie. Pixie Hardy, played by Olivia Cook, who I love, is on a path to avenge your mother's death and attempts a heist that will allow her to leave her small town life behind. But when the plan goes horribly wrong, Pixie and a pair of misfits are on the run for an organized gang of criminal priests and nuns, leading to a hilarious and thrilling adventure. Own Pixie now on digital and on demand, and we're giving away some free copies of Pixie to our VIPs. Just comment on our post on Patreon for a chance to win a free copy of Pixie. Pixie's now available on digital and on demand. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. You sound insane. You realize that? The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Welcome back, Mam Fam. Mad About Movies Podcast 2021. Kent here in the hosting chair, co-hosting with me for this episode. Brian Gill. Hey Brian. Hello. Welcome back. This is this is fun. I'm excited to talk about this is a big movie. Like we have a it's big, a big movie one. to talk about. It's not big. big something time. we found on a streaming service in Russia or something. Like this is a big deal. Well, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> It might be how I watched it, but uh, no. Um, yeah, big movie. Brian, did you go back to the theater for this one? I did. I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. This is the. Tell us about this. I think this is the maybe the fourth time I've been to the movies since uh, since pandemic happened, and yeah. yeah, we did. We my my it's it's spring break here, so for uh for part of spring break we went uh, we decided to go to the movies in- instead of watching it on uh Disney Plus so my wife and I and Coop and we brought a couple of our couple of his buddies and then another family and uh I think there were 8 of us and then there were maybe 8 other people in the theater nice. so it was, Ideal. It was yeah. kind of like having a private theater uh not too not too shabby and uh Felt very safe and no no issues whatsoever. And yeah, it was it was nice nice to be back in the theater for one. That's great. That's awesome. Well, um, that that's a sign of good things to come. Hopefully, some normalcy back in the, the movie side of things. Mm-hmm. Society, mm-hmm. us getting back into crowds and getting back into theaters again. It's always a good thing. Um, we I drove by. Sadly, I was talking to Brian off the air. Drove by the Alamo Draft House that I went and saw Tenet at, and it was closed down because they've consolidated their operations to a few locations instead of doing all theirs and so i'll know we're back to normal when that alamo is back that Mm -hmm. that's gonna be my barometer (laughs) so um yeah ray and the last dragon talk disney talk uh we got the king of all things disney on ma'am hair brian of course that's right Uh, welcoming in to the show ariel rada yeah boy welcome back bro Glad to be back. I am making my uh, obligated appearance for all things Asian on the Mad About Movies podcast. <laughs> Asian correspondent, uh, Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> give us some uh, some perspective that Brian and I are certainly not qualified to give. We're not qualified to give perspective at all, regardless. <laughs> certainly not that perspective at all. But yeah, so Ariel's here, having just come off uh, Rain the Last Dragon. I've seen him uh, talking to Discord about... Uh, uh, watching it and getting ready to watch it and all that. So he's coming fresh off this. And uh, man, Brian, if I remember correctly, around this time last year, you uh, selected Ray and the Last Dragon in the uh, in the old movie draft. And here we are a year later, you know, kind of minimal theaters. You were there with eight people and I watched this on my uh, television with my dog. So that's kind of... It's kind of sad, but I I I don't blame you. I, this is one I would have taken as well. So yeah. I, I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not calling you out. It's just no, uh, crazy. No, it's ex- it's exactly what I envisioned when I when I picked this movie into, <laughs> uh, in the movie the movie draft. I I certainly expected that uh, that we'd be watching it on our couches for thirty bucks. That's that right. Was my, that was part of my gosh. Strategy. What if we had even predicted that? By the way, guys. This one's going to be 30 bucks on Disney plus in a year and we're all going to pay it. Nobody, no, you know, uh, I think, (laughs) I think back about this a lot. We, we all look stupid for our, our thoughts on, uh, Corona and the pandemic and whatnot from, from March of last year. Like we all do. We all look stupid. Nobody, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, I called it. I knew exactly what I was going to be like. And I'm like, okay, well, okay. Well, you're like the, you're the 1%. Everybody else. The things that we said in March of last year 
now just it's it's mind-boggling how stupid all those things look like there were so many questions about the movie draft uh in in last year you know around this time last year like so many like what are we gonna do with onward and i drafted onward in the le- in the movie draft and what and i'm like eh, you know in a couple weeks things will settle down maybe we'll put in some artificial points for for onward or whatever and then nope that's the last movie anyone saw in theaters forever and so it's just it's so weird what what the, i mean I, ridiculous that we've been in this for an entire year but just the takes that we had at, at that point are None of them, none of them are good. That's for none sure. of them. Our takes aren't ever good, but those, <laughs> those weren't. Hey, Ariel, uh, Ariel. So, how did you watch this, uh, Raya? Oh, I watched it on the the good old Disney Disney Plus thirty dollar uh, yep. thirty dollar price point. Um, so I share it with my family, and they really wanted to watch it. So, yeah, um, yeah. It's I mean it's it's fine, and in theory, the thirty dollar price point, as long as like two people watch it then it's a perfectly reasonable price to pay. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah, I thought that, I thought that we've been talking about that for years on the show before we're like, you put some of these movies out day and date on digital for 75 bucks and people would pay it for some of these movies. You know, <laughs> if, if you're taking the whole family and it's a whole big thing, it's like, yeah, that's what you'd pay anyway. So, um, so it seems to be business business model that's working. Um, Rain the last dragon to me, I knew nothing about this property. I think Bryant, maybe the first time I even heard about the movie was when you selected it last year on the uh, on the movie draft. So I have absolutely no background on this one whatsoever. Don't know what the origin of the story is or anything like that. Uh, so Ariel, uh, can you fill us in on the on the maybe the origin of the story i don't i don't know i saw that it was starting to be developed in 2018 but i didn't see why or or anything like that i don't know the background uh well in terms of in terms of like mythology right i I do know that the the dragons do look like um kind of like that southeast asian dragon it it's more it more looks like like a chinese like a dragon ball z dragon as -hmm. opposed to like that king arthur-esque like dragon. a Game of Thrones dragon, yeah. So they're they're yeah. very very different, and despite having like the same name and the same kind of general premise, and they're all based off dinosaurs, whatever, whatever. Um, like that's good. I I really I really like. Um, so the difference between like this this movie and let's say like obviously move along just set in China, is that it's it's just kind of based in general Southeast cultures and. Um, in a way that like frozen is in terms of like, it's like, yeah, this frozen's not the Scandinavian culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's not technically from any one country. Um, And so when they, when they say Southeast Asian Raya is, is referencing countries like the Philippines, which is where my family's from. Like my, my dad is from there. He he immigrated here as a kid Uh, like Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, um, kind of that, 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 uh, part of of asia which may seem to some people as the same thing as china japan korea mm. and culturally there's a lot of similarities but when you listen to the languages and you look at the people um there's a there's a clear difference between yeah. what the people look like in raya and what the people look like in mulan um right. and it's kind of that in between um because you know like colonizers just aren't in america they're in asia too and so like just like in your head, if you're like, hmm, what do what do Southeast Asians look like? Take the people from Moana, take the people from Mulan, and generations ago, one of them colonized the other. That's kind of what yes. it's like. That's a great. That's a great descriptor, <laughs> man. I spent I I um I spent some time in Jakarta uh, about ten years ago and just loved the city. And my wife and I are actually going back to Indonesia this summer because the culture is so rich and gorgeous and it's just a beautiful area of the world that I don't feel like a lot of people know about <laughs> to go over there and to visit and to just absorb the, you know, the relaxing nature of what, what they have to offer. So, so yeah, certainly this, this subject matter interested me. I just didn't know if it was based on any kind of, le- uh, you know, historical legend that they're bringing to life. Uh, maybe, a uh, a tale kind of like Mulan that was, you know, more of a historical, uh, parable that they that was told or something, but it seems to be more, I guess, of Disney's creation. Is that right, Brian? 
For yeah, as Central. far as I know, I mean, I I don't know a whole lot about this property. To be honest with you, I I didn't know anything about it when I when I picked it in the movie draft. It was a, uh, yeah, I think we had seen like a, a still or something. I know I know we hadn't seen a trailer by that point or or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. but I, I think maybe we had seen a, uh, some stills, and I just you know I knew it's Disney animation. It's got a cool like two line a little paragraph about the synopsis of, of what this is going to be. And I imagine that'll do well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's, that's kind of where I, I came into it. I, di- I didn't know much about this, uh, coming in until, uh, what, what's the, the, uh, the investors exposition or whatever that they, that they did, uh, uh-huh. uh, um, a couple months ago. That was, that was the first like real to me, at least as far as I know, the real look at, uh, at what, what this movie was going to be. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, so so okay. Well, yeah, let's get general thoughts here. We'll save some spoilers. There might be some spoilers for this, but we want to kind of stay general here. Um, you know, interesting how interested I was in the subject matter going in, and I don't know about you, Brian. I wanted to ask you, who's somebody who had a, a child there with you, your son Cooper, mm-hmm. what his experience was like watching this because I found myself so. I don't know, confused a lot of the Mm. times by some of the plot. Like it was kind of a meandering plot that kind of needed to explain itself a bunch. Um, But the visual aspect of what they did here is so like mind blowing really to be, to be honest that that this is animation. I mean, it's really, really in, in 2020, really we've crossed the point where photo reel and animation is, I mean, it's one and the same. You can make something photo real now. You can make something sure. look photo real. It, it it almost has gotten to the point, guys, and it got to the point in this in this movie a few times for me where like the uncanny valley starts to creep in. Of this is almost too real and not animated enough to where it's kind of giving me a an unreality vibe to it all. Hmm. Um, and some just in some of the human characters. Sure. Um, but I mean, it reminded me of a movie like The Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one of my all-time favorite Disney movies because it's not going to be remembered probably as like a zeitgeist Disney movie, you know? But it's always going to be remembered for how incredible the animation was and how groundbreaking the visuals were and kind of where the leap that it took the industry at the time and still being a quality movie. But what stuck out to me is obviously, you know, the entire frame one to the end where something like Soul has something to offer us intellectually i think Rhea just offers us more of popcorn entertainment and that's not necessarily a bad thing it has some some real emotional heart to the movie but i think line one with this film for disney was let's entertain people uh you know i I think maybe the first indicator for that for me brian to pass it off to you would be there's no songs in this movie Mm -hmm. uh uh, you know it maybe a couple songs throughout would have done better i always loved Disney movies with songs, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess line one was let's make an action movie, and that's what they did. Yeah, I, I think they were very successful with that. It's a um, it's a beautiful move. Uh, the yes. the, the visuals are are impeccable, and I, I just the color palette of the movie was was maybe my might be my first takeaway or my first pre. It's just like a just a rich rich looking movie, and I I love that stuff from a. From a kid standpoint, um, to kind of go back to the, the original thought there, the I what I think this movie does really well, and this is what I mean, it's what Disney does, what Pixar does, uh, very well co- comparatively to to other other studios. I think um, it's a complex movie, but the complexity is is mostly uh, in the background. It's it's the you get those like it, you know. There's a lot of like fantasy elements to this. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Ario, like I mean, with an opening with a map like that, you know, my first thought was like, this is this is like every fantasy book I've ever read. Like every you know that has to be accompanied with with a map in in the front or and or the back. Uh, but it, it has a lot of adult themes in there, and it and it mixes those things really well. And obviously, it is it is operating with the idea of um showing the culture and i think it does that very well but it does that in not necessarily in the background but it is a it is a part of the story that maybe all kids aren't picking up on or they're they're picking up on um subconsciously 
because it it puts forward the the action and the sword fighting and uh and tuck tuck and then obviously the the dragon uh herself and when you kind of when you dump all those things forward and you kind of put it against this backdrop of just a really beautiful rich lavish looking film landscapes and and colors color schemes and all these sorts of things it, it lets you i think then sort of go back in and tie in some more complex thoughts and some ideas and have more you know the 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 depth of of emotions and uh and some of the cultural aspects and all this sort of stuff it just kind of lets you do that in the background um that we're picking up on i think all three of us are probably you know see those things quite easily coop doesn't coop doesn't really register all those things when we're in there but it wasn't so overly done from a plotting standpoint that he can't grasp what's happening right like does he understand every aspect of this from a to z from the plot no but he also doesn't know he's missing anything you know it's a cool all right so you know we open with her she's she's doing her her training okay awesome no problem uh here's these here's these enemies cool got it no worries we haven't seen dragons in forever awesome got it understand and i you know even at, at eight years old he's he's think he's he's starting to pick on those things right like of understanding this is how narrative works this is how storytelling works we're going from here to here to there whether he could sit down and tell you that no but that's not the point so we have very simple things that we, that all kids are going to pick up on. And then if you can bring in other aspects to it as the movie goes, whether the kids are realizing it or not, doesn't really matter um, because those are for more for us. It's it's a very simple highlights, I would say. Like the peaks of it are super duper simple and kids can keep up with it. No problem. Coop loved this. We walked out and I was like, dude, what'd you think? And he was like, I loved it. That was, you know... Again, he's not a super discerning critic. It's it's very rare for us to go see a movie and him to walk out and be like, nah, not a fan. Uh, but but that you know so but he's like super into it. Like he was, we went to McDonald's the night that night and they have Ryan the Last Dragon toys and he was pumped and I was a little surprised because they had had Pokemon cards before that and that's his jam and so I kind of thought he was going to be ticked that they didn't have Pokemon cards anymore. But no, he was super pumped to get. Araya uh, figure and stuff in his Happy Meal. So anyway, yeah, very long winded way to say. I, I think it it really works on a kid level. I'm maybe it doesn't work for you guys as much on on uh, on an adult level, but it, it did for me. And I, I thought the it got the emotional ass. You know, I'm gonna cry in a movie like this. It's super easy, <laughs> but on that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think it worked really well on that front and and mixed those two things very successfully. Yeah, Ariel, how did it resonate with you, man? Uh, I really, I think Brian's kind of nailed it. It just, it's visually so, so stunning. And there's so much depth and care into the visuals uh, in terms of like the story or the plotting and, and the, the events of the film. I, I really, it, it almost feels like a lost opportunity that this isn't the uh, spiritual successor to Avatar, the last airbender in a sense mm-hmm. where you're like, you're yes. like man, I, I just don't like, I, I feel like, this should have been like a three seasons where like you get a piece of the stone, two pieces of the stone every season. And in the last season you get the last stone and the finale. And there's this big thing and you really get the vibe between, um, between the, you know, Raya and um, what's this character's name is it's going to haunt me if I don't remember uh, Namari played by Gemma mm-hmm. Chan. Um, and it, it just like, it it remind it's just it, it, it something's missing and I I don't unless it's a Pixar film I really don't think Disney has yet mastered making uh, non musical like animated movies like I think Onward was okay uh, I didn't like I personally did not like like the the ending and the decisions they made um, like Big Hero Six was good almost great but something's missing i feel like this is good almost great something's missing but you watch moana right mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god like it's incredible um you, you watch even something like tangled like i thought tangled was really good and it just seems that in their storytelling chops unless unless it's a pixar film and they're deciding to go like uh what if everything has feelings um except for people uh <laughs> 
<laughs> what, if, what, if feeling, what if feelings have feelings? Um, <laughs> what if? Fe- what if? Yeah. Well, I think it's super meta with the next one. Yeah, yeah. What if your um, feelings had feelings? How do those no, feelings get feelings? Inside out. Pixar presents inside, inside feelings. Out, uh, like in Inside Out, the feelings have individual. Yeah, feelings. what's Joy's feelings? How does she get feelings? Will, yeah. will we ever know? Um, Maybe the sequel. It's so I just don't like it's to me. This was it felt like it felt like they put all of their um all of their resources into it. Like when you watch Moana, we and perhaps this is a symptom of what is happening uh with like COVID, but like we got we were told on every aspect of the film, hey, we've got a council of people. They're all um, Pacific Islanders, and they were there at every step of the way, from the music to the dressing to the design to the um, to the way people move to the way the hair is made. And like we didn't get that with this. Um, and there there is something to say in regards to the casting. I'll mention that later. But it just it it I thought I thought it looked really great, and I thought there was a baseline for how good it was. I just feel like I feel like they they put too much too many things to do if the stone was spit into three and it's one piece of the stone per act it perhaps would have flowed better but they just there's just too much for me to want to like you, you you've either got to give me less or you've got to give me more mm. yeah this is a this is a tough one for me uh in terms of why why it, ex- it makes me wonder if this is like a b-team disney movie you know, because you know, Pixar kind of splits their productions up into the A production and the B production. You know, like they'll do a a Soul and an Albert in the same year, or not, you know, or they used to do it that way, which is why you got movies like The Good Dinosaur and stuff like that. Which Toy Story Two was originally a a B teamer, but ended up being a being upgraded. So wonder it makes me wonder, um, it, kind of the strategy going forward. Um, with Disney and what this will accent, what will come after this. Um, they have Luca, which is the Pixar, Pixar one. It looks like the next, oh, I got it. Luca, Luca origin story presented by Totally Pixar. deserving. That. Already totally deserving. It's bold to go Luca before Dirk, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirk plays the grandfather. It's perfect. Perfect. It looks guy. like the next movie they have is in Kento, which will yeah. be, um, this November, it's a Colombian uh, setting, so a little South American flavor there. The guy who directed this was the Big Hero Six director, um, but like, yeah, it's not like is Coco Pixar, yeah, yeah, yes. but like Moana's Disney, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that felt like their big one. I don't know. They this have two feel- EAs in twenty twenty two, or one in twenty twenty two and one twenty twenty three that they haven't put a. Haven't put a title on, but Disney Animation currently has two more movies in production that they haven't told us about. So makes it. I mean, long term, I'm wondering if the Raya thing will make more sense um, given what's coming out. Like, is TBA going to be Raya two and Frozen three, or is it going to be Encanto two? You know, I mean, I don't know if they see this as a one off or, or or what. But I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about the story. So the the character of Raya. Uh, any similarity to Ray, guys? Star Wars. That opening seat, opening shot of her riding the. Uh, I guess it's a giant, um, a giant roly poly, <laughs> which I I've always loved roly polies, um, but never thought I'd think a giant one would be cute. I'd always thought I'd have <laughs> nightmares from that, but uh, here we are. Uh, yeah, the opening shot reminded me of like BB-8 Ray, like in the desert, her on the speeder. Yeah, totally. Uh, and the name Rhea totally. and Ray. I was like, oh, there's a little mm-hmm. connection there. Kelly Marie Tran. Mm-hmm. I couldn't couldn't help but make the Star Wars influence connection there. Yeah. And I think that's probably, uh, you know, not to say on purpose, but I don't think they would avoid any comparison to to building off of a universe like that and onto into animation. And I think that's great. Uh, so yeah, I like I really like the character of Rhea. And I just love martial arts films. <laughs> I've begun. I've been on a really big uh, police story, like old Bruce Lee, like Game of Death, <laughs> a marathon over the past I don't know month or so. I went back and watched all those, and I love good martial arts. And like, hey, let's bring some awesome martial arts to uh, to Disney. And that, that there's some great fight sequences in this, and uh, and that really stuck out to me. 
And then the Indiana Jones influence, obviously, when, mm-hmm. with the uh, archaeology element of the movie, I thought was interesting as well. And something that kids probably aren't exposed to a lot, maybe on Jurassic Park uh, <laughs> would expose them to that world. But as a kid, I was so into like archaeology. I don't. I wanted to be an archaeologist <laughs> when I was little, just like to dig up ancient Egypt, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, you know, for a world like for Cooper's world, Brian, uh, you know, that was a cool thing for him to experience is like that, uh, you know, we're on river boats and we're going yeah. through mountains and jungles. I just like that whole, mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole setting for a movie is awesome. So just to start it, start the conversation there about the, the plotting. It is weird that not more of people aged 25 to 40 uh aren't like archaeologists and paleontologists because like when you're growing up and you're and you're seven years old and your parents say hey uh we're gonna start introducing you to good movies aren't like two of the first five movies raiders and jurassic park and (laughs) yeah and the one sitcom you watch is friends in which one of the characters is a paleontologist (laughs) maybe that's why maybe that's why we don't like ross so maybe that's why we're not paleontologists Yeah, no Ross Slander allowed on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> people people get hung up on the wrong things. Just enjoy that he's a terrible person, and that's a great performance. Yeah, I think Ross is the best character on that. Ross, side note: Ross is the only one, only character written for David Schwimmer. Like all the others, <laughs> I had to cast. They <laughs> just just keep that in mind next time you watch Friends, and you'll have a great time. My 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 wife. I'm not kidding you, Brian. If you saw my my um, like playlist on my uh, media. Uh-huh. My wife's probably watched 500 episodes of friends in the past oh, yeah. three weeks. I'm not kidding you. It's been on a loop in our bedroom for three and a half weeks from, from, food, from day it's to night. Yeah. It's like every yeah. two and you minutes, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, whatever. I it, I sp- yeah, definitely. Comfort, comfort food. And uh, oh, I go to bed and I love, I'm laughing my butt off, but it's just funny. Like, cause we haven't watched friends in a long time. It's like every couple of years you come back to it. It's just like, Oh yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a great show. Uh, all right. Enough friends talk for now. We'll, we'll, we'll get a <laughs> VIP, uh, retrospective of friends if they request it. Um, yeah. So I, I really liked her character and I thought they set that up cool with her yeah. origin story with her father. And then that magical element sleeping through, the city and turning everyone into stone, I thought was a really great sequence. Uh, very, very exciting visually. Mm-hmm. Very, I don't know, beautiful, oddly visually. And so you kind of know, okay, the end goal is like we got to get this guy to not be stone again uh, somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And then we're introduced to Sisu, aka Aquafina, and maybe maybe this is where. The movie might lose some adults in the same way they could be lost by a Jim Carrey performance or Robin Williams and Aladdin back in the day. Because you just get so um, animated, no pun intended, that uh, it can be a turnoff for some people. But uh, but I like it. I think all Disney movies need that need that element. They need the Olaf character somewhere. They need the, the Mushu somewhere. And uh, Sisu was it for this movie. So I thought it added a necessary element, but they also kind of made her an important part of the. the yeah, I, th- I think. Too. And it I wasn't think... just like a, I'm on this journey with you. It, like at the end, it all kind of. Right. Comes she, I mean, I think she's the, she's the second character. She's, she's the second lead or whatever. The, yeah. the, the Olaf in this is the, is the baby and the, the monkey. <laughs> He's awesome. You know? Yeah. The yeah, little and that, kid, that uh, was a character. that was a, a point of contention for some of our our uh, listeners in in Discord last week when this when this came out was that the baby was obnoxious and stuff. But oh, the uh, baby! I thought you meant the little uh, Boone, the little uh, riverboat nah, kid. Nah. Oh, he was my favorite. In this. Yeah, I, I liked him. I liked him as well. I, I, maybe one, one of my favorite elements. You mentioned like the kind of the Star Wars feel, the uh, the Indiana Jones feel, which I love. I think all those are there. This one had like a a real team up vibe, like almost like a magnificent seven kind of thing or, or seven samurai of like collecting these, these characters as they go through mm-hmm. the, the various lands. And I love that. I thought that was a really fun, a fun bit. I'm a big fan of, of using, uh, of using tropes and, and storytelling ideas and whatnot that are pretty common in, in, uh, in movies and as well as just literature and stuff. I'm a big fan of using those, of introducing kids to those through 
these kinds of kids movies without it being um, like the focus of the film, you know, it just, I don't know, because it, it gives the kids, it, it sort of uh, in some ways kind of indoctrinates them into storytelling method and, and narrative and how those things work so that when they, when they do grow up and they watch something else, they'll see the familiar, they'll already be familiar with those things and they'll see how those things work, whether they are recognizing it at the time or not. I love that. I think it's really cool. So I, I dug that vibe of, of just adding somebody from each of the, of the, the lands that they went to rather than starting out with, uh, all four of them or all five of them or whatever from, from the outset. But, um, yeah, like I thought Sisu was really, was, was pretty strong. You're right. I, I, I think that, I think that Aquafina is has a she is a very she has a very distinct voice and a very distinct style of comedy and if that rubs you the wrong way that's going to be really hard to to get over you know to 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 not be thinking about that when you're when you're watching a movie I really like her I think she's very funny and I think that she provide I I think she did great great voice work here and it was a it fit that character. It fit that character very well. So I, you know, I, I don't know if they, if they wrote Sisu with Aquafina in mind or if she was, you know, casting later down the line, but, but regardless, I think it worked very well. It's, I think it's kind of perfect. The, the way that the, that the character and the, and the actor uh, fit together. But I, I dug that. I did that quite a bit. I thought it was, it was very well done. And I, I liked introducing her when, when we did, you know, you get, because it makes Raya the main character of the movie, and I think that was that was an important thing that needed to happen. You really establish her very well, and then you bring in um, the the secondary character, the real uh, the, the buddy part of the buddy team up. Type yeah, of movie. I dug that a bit. Yeah, and you're right. the The movie does really shift to Sisu. Like it follows her around for a while, and I was like, I'm very surprised by that. You know, that they would just leave Ray out of the picture for so long in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's, he's an entertaining character. Uh, so like Robin Williams, he used a lot of, you know, of the time slang in mm-hmm. Aladdin. So just to do my duty here in 2021, throw out some things that in 10 years you might look back and be like, huh, maybe that was very 2021 of them. First one was, was the phrase, okay, so here's the sitch. Okay. <laughs> I got water skills that kill. Something tells me you're not besties. And the last one, what can I say? Bling is my thing. <laughs> so there we go. Just on the record. I had to put that out, out there on the mm-hmm. record. For yeah. you know, uh, There might have been some times like, like Aladdin where it's just in the script it says Robin Williams does Robin Williams things. <laughs> so there might have been some Aquafina improving in there. So maybe, sure. maybe that uh, contributed to that. But man, I I thought the water in this movie, oh my god, looks so incredible. And I, I'm gonna shout out to Thomas Wilson of the VIP for the VFX work in this movie and the water simulation and all that. Mm-hmm. But because, mm-hmm. dear lord, I wanted to go and then live in that river and jungle and all that. Uh, and, and so that was that was fantastic. And I think the protagonist is pretty clear, uh, Ariel. What do you think about that? Uh, the protagonist being Namari and kind of her i mean the antagonist being namari and her entire uh fleet if you will that last land that they kind of get to in that that last battle yeah what no what do you think of namari and and the 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 kind of opposite side of the characters the evil the evil uh side i mean i really enjoyed the idea behind um like kind of like the morals behind those people and, and like showing, you know, I really love the messaging behind every kind of nation that they get in terms of like uh, this, we will not survive if we, if we, unless we work together. And Mm -hmm. I, I really love how um, I think, I don't remember the exact age, but you, you get the sense that Raya and Namari are both pretty young. Like I would wager under 20 years old and how Mm -hmm. when you're that age, you are still kind of beholden to the values of your family and of your people culturally in a way that I perhaps, you know, I I can't quite speak for everyone, but like 
Asian American people are expected to be um, to really, really be beholden to your family and your culture and your people in a way that Americans just aren't, right? Especially America, not 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 like white people, America, yeah. um, uh, and and kind of Western civ and like individualism. It's just that that doesn't exist. Individualism doesn't exist in in Asia, and so I love Namari's kind of when Raya like looks into her eyes, like to me, that was the moment where this movie like kind of went up half a grade uh, in the same way, like big hero six, which was directed by the same guy. Um, the moment where Baymax gets like the, uh, the other chip to turn bad. Like, right. That was that moment where just like, man, this is, this is so much deeper than you, than like than Disney villains of old. Um, and any Disney villain before, because it's like, here's this person beholden to her, to her family, to her country, doing what she thinks is right. What her mother, the queen ha- or the chief has like guided her to do. But like, you know, the right thing is to, is to, to do what is best for the world. And you don't, you don't get that. You don't get that kind of depth of emotion. Um, and even when you try it with a like Killmonger and Black Panther, you're like, yeah, this guy's a good point. Let's share Wakanda's wealth. I was like, oh no, but I want to kill. Like, I want to, I want to like conquer America in the same way they conquered us. Like, no, like this is a person who doesn't quite understand. A kid, um, when she's a little kid, she, she like, she, she wants to make friends and they use that against her. I just, I love the depth. I love backtracking. I love, um, and I love that. Like it's, it makes perfect sense for them to, to redeem that character instead of, yeah. uh, you know, instead of just like, Hey, here's the bad guy. Let's throw them off a cliff. Like we do. every other <laughs> Disney villain. Right. Let's stab him with the sword of truth or whatever it is. Right. They'll, they'll crumble into a pile of dust and, and that'll be the end of the, everybody will go home happy. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very powerful sentiment that they don't have to do that in these movies. The, team up with the bad guy or show the bad guy that they're not the worst person in the world and they can be redeemed. And I think that's, that's an amazing thesis statement, uh, Ariel for, you know, for us to take from Asian American, Asian culture from, you know, what Asian Americans, uh, represent is that family, you know? And I, I am so appreciative of, of films like Moana and Coco and, and films that, are showing other cultures and a good light finally. And, you know, you see criticism out there, like the, uh, the, uh, people cast in this were not Southeast Asian. I'm like, okay, Jonathan Taylor Thomas wasn't from Africa. Okay. Are we going to, are we going to get up in arms about every single, every single thing now? And I understand it's an opportunity they could have cast him, but they're doing us a, a solid by making this movie, <laughs> you know, like they could, they could go make the, uh, New York, cat story and make 50 billion dollars or whatever so i really appreciate the uh i don't know the effort that disney puts in to kind of tell these stories and i'm very curious about the future there with with Iger kind of i guess transitioning away because i think he has just such good taste <laughs> in movies and what people want to see uh and so you know that makes me kind of nervous like this seems like one of his last kind of projects that he uh oversaw so we'll see we'll see kind of if disney can keep the magic john lasseter of course out of the picture now as well at disney animation big uh loss on the production side of things not as a person and um and so yeah it looks like looks like pixar still always has the upper hand here but but disney animation is strong man they they can still do it and like i said i don't think at the end this is going to be a, a zeitgeisty disney movie as much as, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll see floats or rides at, at Disney World based on this anytime soon. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's just kind of the way it feels in the moment. Maybe that has something to do with the the pandemic and the way it was absorbed and all that. But, uh, but yeah. So, let's let's touch on the end real quick before we we give some other, other notes and some closing thoughts here. Um, yeah, I, I I thought Sisu coming coming back around at the end, one of the stronger stronger elements, and that that sequence where they show her in the dragon world and and how the stone was 
kind of forge and how she became the last dragon and what that means and, and all that. And I got to be honest, guys, it's tough for me to care at all about this because like, I think like maybe the greatest animated series of all time is how to train your dragon. Right. And game of Thrones and the Hobbit. And we got, we got a lot of good dragon content out there. Right. So Disney's like throwing their hat in the dragon ring. It's like, here's what we got, you know? And I was pretty blown away by just the whole the whole production of what this was more than I was like the characters or like I really want to see Sisu and and uh and Raya again on screen um so so yeah that's that's kind of where I fall on it um in the end mm. what about you guys Ryan any other notes you wanted to to touch on um, besides roly polies were you creeped out by them <laughs> yeah tuck tuck was fun I like that yeah. I thought that was a big deal um I, you know, I, I, you may be honest. I don't know where this falls in the the hierarchy of Dis- of of recent Disney animated films. Sometimes that takes a little while to kind of put that all into into uh, perspective. Um, I do think that that the dra- that that uh, that Sisu will be. If 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 not Raya, then I I really expect Sisu will be a part of the. Uh, the marketing moving forward, you know, I, I can, I can definitely envision, uh, Sisu par- parade at, uh, at Disney world or whatever. I, I think that will be part of the, part of the thing move forward. Whether, whether this, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if kids will attach to this the way that they, that they did to, uh, Moana or frozen or some of those other, other movies. I hope so because it's a, it's a um, it's a little bit different from a lot of other Disney animated movies. I mean, lack of songs like a, it makes it yeah, tough. lack of songs will be a deal for sure. But this is like a straight action movie, and um, I think that that's even setting aside the um, the fact that it's a, a you know a female protagonist who who is super actiony and and completing these tasks that you know even 20 years ago but certainly 30 40 50 years ago this would have been a a male forward uh film with with the character and whatnot uh i think that's very important but but it's just a it's it's just it's interesting to it'll be interesting to see if kids really attach to i know coop was like i want that sword you know <laughs> and yeah so uh, cool. you know that's we'll, a good we'll, sign uh, yeah we'll we'll see how it, how it plays out long term it's got good I, taste I, yeah, I I do think that I mean you're right too about there's a there's a lot of dragon content out there or has been over over the last decade and um this is definitely but I what I think was was smart was and this is the same with how to train your dragon how to train your dragon has a very distinctive looking uh feel on their dragons like those you know they're they don't look like traditional Game of Thrones or or um Hobbit dragons or anything like that. And this is the this is the same thing you, you mentioned off the top, Ariel. This this really comes from uh, a Probably different. Maybe a Mushu in the style, place. just a tad. Ariel, yeah, Mushu but... kind of I would assume comes from this this uh, this culture and this style of of dragon as well. So that's that's part of it. But they they look so cool, and I I think that one of the the smart things on this, you know, I mentioned I thought it was really smart to bring Sisu in. Um, how you know halfway through the movie or so the way they did and established Raya first thought that was a really smart move. I think the other thing that was very smart was uh, making because and part of it is just like it's the nature of the movie, The Last Dragon. When uh, since she is the last one, you get to really know her, and that makes a, a true character out of her. And then when all the the other dragons come in at the end of the movie, it kind of at least for me it kind of prevents whatever kind of uh, dragon fatigue we might have because you get to really establish Sisu as, as a character and as a, uh, something to, uh, you know, to rally around and, and, and uh, somebody to, to appreciate and enjoy. And then you get all these dragons. And so it's a little bit, I don't know, it, that ensures that there's, there's opportunity for kids to get attached to the dragon, not just to dragons, you know, at large, essentially. Yeah. I think you're right, Ariel. Maybe, maybe this could have been fleshed out like the three stones. Maybe they could have been consolidated into one stone and made it a little less, a little easier to follow. Um, you know, like they keep losing it, having to find it, just get stolen, things like that. I did enjoy the sequence a lot where they're all telling their their ways, their plans 
to steal the gem from Fang, you know, <laughs> and Sisu has her plan. Uh, Bruno has his, uh, Boone has his plan, you know, uh, Raya has her plan. They're all kind of, it reminds me of a movie we're going to talk about in the VIP, Ant-Man, when uh, Michael Pena is kind of telling the stories and you're going in and they're kind of pre-visualized or visualizing what they're picturing in their mind, you know, mm-hmm, at that moment. Mm-hmm. I love that, um, that little sequence here. Those are always fun and Disney does them very well. So that was one of my other notes that I had, but overall, I was, I was really high on this experience. I want to watch it again and just kind of absorb it all, pay closer attention to the story. But it was just so much coming at me that it was it was tough for me to follow. But that's good that your kid was into it and, and dug this world because I was scared that it would be just too too much and it wouldn't kids wouldn't be attached to it. But uh, that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Um, well, let's let's hit grades, guys. Uh, unless we have any other notes, we good. I have a I have a couple of things. Cool. Uh, one. Did the ending feel like Guardians of the Galaxy with the even with the purple black vortex? <laughs> it felt it felt a little bit like that, just in the thing Brian was talking about, uh, in the team up aspect of it, and just the variety of different characters that they had. Mm. I didn't really get that vibe from it, though. I got that vibe way more, way more from a movie we're going to talk about later, which is Ant Man and the Wasp, that has more of a Guardians vibe to me uh, obviously it's a marvel movie but um mm-hmm. in terms of the team up aspect and like the end goal and everything uh but yeah some of the visuals did you know the galactic feel to it i loved that those smoke the way they did the smoke yeah, kind of going through really cool That's that really just cool. looks incredible whatever mm-hmm. however they did that whatever whoever decided to do it that way was needs a raise yeah what else you got Ariel? another thing they were the in terms of the the wardrobe of the characters it wasn't super great in terms of like uh culturally accurate mm-hmm. but the like the boats the buildings the weaponry yeah. um i've got here what's called an arnis stick which is made oh. out of rattan wood and this is this is a filipino martial arts thing and that's what she has in the beginning of the film um the the curved snake blades the 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 double swords with kind of the, the curved tip uh, when you watch the fighting scenes, which are very well choreographed, they are they fight in very kind of like Southeast Asian ways. Like you don't yeah. like you, you know, you, you watch that. You, you're not thinking like Jackie Chan. You're not thinking Bruce Lee. They look so different. It's really distinctive. So yeah. Yeah. And and that's because, hey, we we are very different. Um, and I just last thing you mentioned Bruce Lee earlier. Uh, I watched Enter the Dragon like a month and a half ago. Yeah. And like. Well, for the billionth time, there has yet to be a person with better at kind of that martial arts charisma, like in the last 40 years, 50 years, 73, right? 70 something. Nobody's come along better than Bruce Lee. Nobody. It's, it's wild. Like you'd think we would have had somebody, but you watch him in enter the dragon, the scene where he's like ready to pounce in the mirrors like right. I, I put this somewhere. It's like it feels like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. Like that's the kind of nobody's come close. Um, this was really good. I love the the movement, the 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 impact. Um, I love martial arts stuff. It's like my number one martial arts and and like big giant monsters is like my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, so this this I, I really enjoyed, despite I think being a little weak story wise. So Raya versus Kong, you're going to be real stoked for for that. Yeah, right. When, yeah. Like that when Disney inevitably buys uh every every studio and every crossover ever is made. <laughs> All right, um I'm going to grade this one out. Uh I had a few a few things I would have changed here and there. I would have simplified it, maybe tightened up the screws on the story a little bit. But I'm going to give it an A minus. I think it's an A movie because it's just stunning to look at and I'll watch it again because it's just a fun fun place to be. So uh another A for Disney. Where are you, Brian? I'll go a little higher. Just go straight A. I think that I have no problems with the story. I, I didn't find it all that uh, too confusing on that. I mean, it, it's complex, but I, I thought they handled it very well. And I love all the aspects and tropes and whatnot of of other movies and and storytelling methods and stuff that uh, that it uses. I thought that, I thought all that stuff was great. I think Rai is a great character. Sisu is a really is a solid character, if not better. And 
if they wanted to do a series of these, I'd, I'm totally in. Disney think, Plus I series very well done. would be awesome. If they yeah, were a franchise. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way, I think, you know, I think, I think they could be, uh, I think they'd be done very well and, and be a lot of fun. You know, all the, all the familial aspects of it with, with Ryan or dad, with uh, all those other characters as they come through, you know, talking about, the baby that doesn't have her, her, his, his family anymore. Uh, and, and, uh, all those characters, just like the, the missing their, their, uh, their child or the, or their, their parents aspects. I, I thought that was, it was very emotional and worked, but, but didn't, to me at least didn't feel like terrorism. It felt like, like a natural progression of what would happen in this, this instance. And, uh, and it was very affecting. So it, it's it's an A for me. I'd I'd happily happily watch this uh, again and again. So I, I kind of hope this is one that Coop gets uh, gets obsessed with. <laughs> Ariel, what's your grade? You know, uh, going into this, I was going to give it an A minus um, because I felt like you know I, I just felt like it could have been drawn out or condensed. But I, I think I'll give it an A. I really liked I really liked the world building and uh, one of the one of the hallmarks of world building is like. When you come across characters, they don't feel like they plopped into existence the moment you found them. Like every single character you come across has a backstory, like you mentioned, and they're they're different, but they're all the same because mm-hmm. what has happened to them. Uh, and I really like what we kind of <laughs> unpacked about Namari and how like kind of the the themes behind uh, making Kamandra and mm-hmm. um and, and and all of that. Uh, real quick, I I honestly thought the ending was going to be raya was going to have to use the stone and she disappears and the sequel is sisu and namari have to go find raya like i thought that was no doubt like hey we have to move past kamandra and find our friend because now just like sisu went missing after the first time we fixed it raya fixes it fixes it better and she's gone um and that would have been like a cool way to bring everybody back yeah that would have been a great setup uh maybe they didn't bank on this being successful or whatever but there's certainly so many possibilities what they can do with this i'm excited to see what uh what that ends up being ryan the last dragon it's now playing in a theater or disney plus and we'll see i guess how successful this movie is it's hard to tell these days if they consider this one a success but we'll see and uh it's always fun to talk disney animation with you fellas thanks for being here thanks for listening please subscribe to the show on the podcast platform of your choice and leave us a nice review if you learned anything or if you enjoyed the episode also follow us at mad about movies on social media on instagram and join our discord at mad about movies slash vip that's something that's included for all of our vips and uh yeah the conversation continues off the air 24 7 on the discord channel so that's another perk of being a vip thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time hopefully soon at the cinema bye Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya Silence is They're calling again.